0: Actually, uh,
1: Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. Is that his real name? Known professionally as John
0: Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. Can I get Amy Goodman in here, please, to pronounce this last name? Thundere!
2: Now there's a smart guy, man. Change it to John Denver.
0: Yes, genius. Uh, Recorded and released approximately 300 songs, of which he composed 200. Wow. 33 albums. This guy was a rocker, man. Incredible. Wow. All those
2: songs, that's the only one I know.
0: Okay, right on. He also does Rocky Mountain High. It's uh, popular out here in the Rocky Mountains in Denver, (laughs) Colorado. I'm not really too sure why, Uh, but it's a a big, big song out here. Died in a plane crash, man. Flying a brand new light engine plane that he purchased. (sighs) This is the problem. When you're rich and you got just time to kill, you buy these prop planes and you get into these weird hobbies. And then, you know, you're taken out by the CIA somehow.
2: There's that great clip of uh, Mike Tyson on that podcast where he talks about prison. And he said, uh, the one guy goes, you look so much better coming out of prison than you did going in. He said, prison was the best time of my life. He goes, before prison, I had everything. God punishes you by giving you everything. Wow. He goes, when I went in prison, I found peace. and That's more important than anything.
1: Yeah, man.
2: That's crazy.
0: That's powerful stuff, no doubt about it. I mean, God
2: punishes you by giving you everything. Get all that money, get the plane, get that helicopter, Kobe. You know,
0: that's right, Kobe. Getting in the helicopter to bypass the two hours of traffic and uh, take a twenty-minute flight over to the uh, other practice court. Right, totally worth it. Yeah, I don't know, the yeah. helicopter flying and the prop plane flying. Like Harrison Ford almost died in a plane crash like ten years ago we all remember he like got injured filming the uh the other last indiana jones and now he's got the new indiana jones that's out did you go see indiana jones this weekend
2: oh god no you know what i just saw no 65 remember that movie this is with adam driver and
0: dinosaurs right yeah yeah i did not catch this one it came out last year i
2: believe yeah it's on netflix now Nice, all right,
0: they're still producing and releasing new Netflix material, even with this forgotten uh, writer's <laughs> no, 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 strike no, 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 that nobody no, no. wants to talk about?
2: No, no, this movie's just that bad that it came out a year ago, it's now on Netflix for free. Nice, all right, see, I yeah, like that. It's a terrible. terrible movie, it's 90 minutes long, it can't even sit through the 90 minutes. Really? It's so dumb.
0: I'm gonna watch it, it's 90 minutes, I'm gonna check oh, it out. it's so
2: dumb, it's so dumb.
0: I <laughs> don't really watch much, I haven't seen anything really... Emma and I were talking about on the next rainy night, uh, that we'll, you know, maybe check out a flick and we were kinda of perusing the catalog and it was just like a meh across the board for every movie that was out. <laughs> uh, even Indiana Jones, like Two hours and 40 minutes to watch an 80-year-old uh, be CGI'd into all these action scenes? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I, I could play the video game and probably have the same level of entertainment, you know? Like, this is just ridiculous at this point. And I did see this movie. It was produced by Mel Gibson, and Jim Caviezel is in it. Have you heard about this? The, the one about the child trafficking that's going on?
2: Oh, they're going to be dead.
0: Sound of Freedom, I think it's called. I believe it's like a true story or based on some true events. And it's getting lambasted in like Rolling Stone and all these other liberal publications for being, you know, a a white suburban dad's, you know, conservative MAGA fantasy of like taking out these (laughs) drug lords and child traffickers, you know, and how it's like all, you know, malarkey and what have you. And it's being shown, I saw some stat. It's only being played in something like 2,000 theaters nationwide, whereas you have Indiana Jones in like 40,000. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, Sound of Freedom, I believe, is the name, it uh, made more money this past weekend than Indiana Jones in the theaters.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow.
0: And it's very popular. Well,
2: that's how far we've swung now. Uh Hollywood being run by a ring of pedophiles is way more believable than an eighty five year old archaeologist battling uh <laughs> space <interdimensional> aliens. Beings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is so weird. Uh we're selling them crap and nobody wants to buy it anymore.
2: Why are they paying attention
0: to this real documentary? <laughs>
2: Just so, to show you, Hollywood, you could have kept raping kids if you just kept entertaining us.
0: Yeah, or just be self-aware and make movies about it so we don't pry into it, you know?
2: Hmm, should have turned it into a joke.
0: I Instead, you're saying. bumping off people like Anne Hayes and Anthony Bourdain, who are allegedly making documentaries into your supposed sex trafficking rings, and then, oh, suicided, whoop, dead in a car accident, except not. Nah, you kind of saw her trying to escape
2: her body bag, but we'll kill her, don't <laughs> worry about it, she'll be dead. Oh yeah. It was, it was just nerves and gases.
0: Check it out, uh, if you haven't. There's some uh, info out there on the web on how Anthony Bourdain was producing with some other people, uh, you know, this some sort of child sex trafficking documentary, and he, of course, uh, suicided himself a couple <laughs> years ago, as we all remember. It was it was pretty shocking. I was a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain. I really enjoyed his programs, uh, you know. Traveling and meeting people and embracing the culture. I mean, you know, we almost live in an opposite culture now, where we're not, you know, we're supposed to be inclusive, but really, are we? Are we embracing other people's cultures, or are we telling people to uh, shut up and and
2: accept my culture? You know, <laughs> like, no, it's Frank, like... I embrace your culture as long as it's the same as mine. <laughs> yeah, talk about I embrace everybody's that's like mine. <laughs>
0: So check out Sound of Freedom. Uh, I was again we were talking about the movies and I explained you know the the synopsis for this uh, Jim Cafiesel, Mel Gibson vehicle. Uh, it didn't sound like a fun date night. You know what I'm gonna say? Like I, it didn't really. <laughs> it didn't vibe with the grabbing some pizza, the movie, a little ice cream, sunset <laughs> over the mountain. You know, just. Child trafficking movie in the middle there just didn't feel like it was the right vibe.
2: You know? wait, wait for that one to come out on VHS. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. Well, but when it comes to sensational stories and unbelievable plot lines, no story is greater and more absurd than what unfolded on January 6th. And it's amazing that I'm bringing it up because <laughs> Tucker Carlson was on Russell Brand's podcast. Did you catch any of this floating
2: around on the Internet? this hey, I have a clip from a different part of the. Do you really know? Yeah. We double dipped on the clip. Double dipped. Yeah. Even though we have a no Tucker rule.
0: We double, double dipped on we it. We double yeah. dipped on the No Tucker clip. Wow, <laughs> it's a great,
2: it's a great interview. interview.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's fantastic. So I got I chunked out the Jan sixth part, which I found to be absolutely fascinating and in a nice little insider view on what on the reality of these major legacy news. Media platforms. I mean, these—they're all the same. Fox News is no different from MSNBC and CNN. They're—they are censored on the same level, in the same way, by the same organizations.
2: You know what kills me about these two is they're supposed. They're supposed to be – they're the enemies you hear about in the mainstream media.
0: Oh, Russell Brand and Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson, they they shouldn't even be in the same room. It's going to be an explosion. How how are they not restrained from one another?
2: You know. (laughs) (laughs) But they get together. They have a conversation. They agree on a lot. And my biggest problem is if you're somebody who can't even understand that both of them are equally intellectual beings, just opposite sides of a political spectrum. If you think Tucker Carlson is this stupid, oh, he's the bow tie,
1: whatever, you know, like, okay.
2: Or uh, Russell Brand, he's just that aggregate, you know what I mean? Okay, well, then I can't take you serious because you're not even smart enough to at least realize these are smart people. I like this. Our show has entered a new phase here. We are a double dipping
0: on the clipping. Uh, which, do you want to go first on uh, your No, I don't there. have January 6th. Oh, I all got right.
2: something else. But- I want to hear what they said what you clipped for the January I just 6th. I what
0: has been our theme with the comedy of errors that is January 6th the absurdity of the two season long hearings led by the Dude there's still
2: an investigation going on. There's still I people just, in
0: jail. Dude, NBC <laughs>
2: I saw breaking news that they're they're having another guy testify and I was like testify for what? For- on January 6th?
0: It's now public knowledge. And widely accepted that there was almost majority federal agencies of all the <laughs> alphabet spectrum involved and in this crowd. Like this was all this was every group you could think of. DHS, NSA, FBI, CIA, everybody had people in the crowd there. In the Capitol building. They were loud in with by the uh the guards. Like this whole thing was staged, man. It was so staged. Nancy Pelosi hired her daughter's documentary crew to follow her around so they can make a movie about (laughs) it for HBO Max. People, come on! This is a movie we watched!
2: Will somebody please rape AOC? She's dying for somebody.
0: (laughs) I like the. uh, I wonder if they had a camera guy in there, and she's just like quietly, like tapping her fist, or you know, on the table, like, "Don't worry, they're gonna be here to rape me any moment." I swear.
2: I swear. (laughs) I get threats on Twitter every day.
0: All of the Republicans want me. All right.
2: (laughs) At this point, she just wants to be raped to be vindicated. I told you they wanted to. I'll be honest. I, she probably just needs to be late. I think that's what's going
0: on here. But
2: we're- <laughs> her boyfriend's still worried about his ankles.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Let, let us never forget that AOC believed, even when the D.C. police walked through her door, that she was on the verge of being raped maliciously, <laughs> even by the cops, because... Do remember in 2020, we were not trusting police officers, right? We were defunding police. Oh, so.
2: Not only was he a cop, he was a
0: white man. That's right. He was a white
2: man cop in the year of 2020, Frank. That was like. To be fair, grand.
0: I mean, just take a look at Chicago. The cops are raping people, so maybe she was
2: onto something. She well,
0: was onto something. Yeah, that's true. Callback, yeah. Quick,
2: quick AOC find a place safer than a police station. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we got Tucker uh, about the Jan 6th lie and how it was being spun behind
3: the scenes in major media, including especially Fox News. Worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that crowd was filled. With federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been two and a half years, it becomes really obvious that core claims they made about January 6th were lies. And my view about events and about people is, if you catch someone telling a lie about one thing, the first question you have is, what else are you lying about? If you say to your wife, where were you? I was at the grocery store. If you find out she was not at the grocery store, then it raises, okay, Probably not just lying about being at the grocery store, were you? But...
0: I want to remind everybody, by the way, uh, this is Russell Brand and Tucker Carlson having a conversation. Did you notice the lack of arguing and interrupting? It, they're <laughs> they're having a conversation. This is incredible.
2: Who's pointing what the gun this? at who right now? <laughs> exactly.
3: Why were you lying about that? And that's kind of the way I feel about January. Like, what is this? What this is? They're clearly lying. That's provable. Why? Um, and you know, I'm the last person I'm often accused of being a conspiracy. Not am the opposite. I grew up in a very stable country, the United States in the seventies and eighties, where people didn't indulge in conspiracies because there weren't any obvious ones afoot. Right. I mean, we took things at face value. We trusted our government by and large. Yeah. The moon landing Um, was all
2: you had for 40 years. And then you guys went crazy.
0: And I'm not going to lie, but the moon landing fake, we all know it was fake. (laughs) That was filmed people. Just look, look down the little Stanley Kubrick uh, rabbit hole for
3: me. But I, <laughs> the amount of lying around January 6th, and it was obvious in the tapes that I showed, um, is really distressing. And anyone who's covering for those lies should be ashamed of himself. And that would include almost the entire American media, including Fox News. Um, people at Fox News. Fox News, to its great credit, let me air that. And I'm grateful that they did. But there, you know, there are people there who were mad at me for airing that, really, why? If, if you think I'm cherry-picking it and taking it out of context, show me, show me where. Uh, and by the way, I didn't make the claim that it was entirely peaceful, it, it wasn't. Police officers were injured. More police officers were injured at the riots in front of the White House the year before, but whatever. All <laughs> injuries to police officers or anyone else are bad. I'm not certainly not making excuses for it. But I'm asking obvious questions. You said this happened, for example, There was a guy called the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. They put the guy in prison for years. There is surveillance tape that they hid until I aired it showing the Capitol Police trying lots of doors, trying to get into the Senate chamber, the sacrosanct chamber that he wasn't allowed to be in, and then escorting him in. And he kind of wanders around like he's taking a hit of mescaline, just kind of, you know what I mean? And like he says a prayer, he thanks God for the Capitol Police, and then he wanders out. Now, there are a lot of conclusions you could draw from that. But you cannot call that guy an insurrectionist. That's a lie.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, big time lie. Jan 6th is the big lie. Remember everybody on the left talking about the big lie? And it took me like two years to find out they were talking about Trump. (laughs) What's so funny (laughs) to me is, to me, the big lie was Jan 6th. They put on this show. They convinced everyone that he said drink bleach. And now everybody wants to put Trump in prison and all this nonsense. He orchestrated Jan 6th. No, no. The only people orchestrating Jan 6 were the alphabet agencies in cahoots with the Democratic Party and the media. They orchestrated it. It's it's a play. It was a live play that we saw oh, unfold. Dude, the
2: agents were the, the agents and the politicians were the actors. They literally brought in a Hollywood producer for the hearings. Yes. It was all a show. And by the way, whole thing.
0: where's Ray Ups? That filthy bastard. Somebody. Frank, get- <laughs> why do you even bring- We're going to have to bleep his
2: name. Post, go ahead and bleep that name. Uh, is- Frank, he's a poor farmer. That's right, man. He's just a poor farmer. He's trying to live his life in retirement. Come he on. Trying
0: to direct everyone away. Get away from the capital. Away.
2: i <laughs> <laughs> I stormed him in until they stormed in. Then I told him, whoa, too far. Too far. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, it's just so obvious. Uh, the only thing missing from Jan 6th were the dudes in the U-Haul. That's the one thing <laughs> missing.
2: Well, they couldn't drive it onto the property.
0: That was the problem, actually. They got a flat tire in Charlottesville and got hung <laughs> up and just couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, what happened to the U-Haul guys, man? You don't hear about that anymore. They popped up a month ago. They did a little march. Uh, it was very hilarious. I couldn't find an actual news clip about it no local news reported it it was as if it was so staged and dumb they just said we'll try another one or we may have to end this u-haul dude group (laughs) (laughs) patriot front is that what their name is i can't remember now it's it's just so humorous uh you know they wear the khakis and they look like feds and they come out of a u-haul and uh, they all have the
2: same haircut. It's
0: the same guy. <laughs>
2: it's unbelievable.
0: Uh, so Jan 6th, totally staged. It was a Hollywood event. That's a great description of it, uh, even so far as to have a two-season Hollywood-produced uh, Jan 6th committee. <laughs> uh, what what a charade and, and just pure absurdity uh, in political theater to the maximum level, uh, and it's refreshing even though we have a no-tuck rule and he's one of our least favorite tucks, uh, that to have Tucker Carlson going around kind of giving us a little bit of an inside look into the reality of mainstream television and news in general. You know, New York Times, Washington Post, they're in cahoots with CNN and MSNBC and Fox News, and they're all working together. He went
2: from CNN to Fox News.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So if anybody
2: anybody else, I mean, he's telling you they're the same. Yes. You
0: should know. Yes, that's a great call, man. Hey, we're goldfish, and, yeah, nobody remembers. Hey, Tucker, how
2: do you know it's the same people running CNN and uh, Fox News? I had the same boss. When I, went- <laughs> <laughs> I went to the same parties, talked to the same people. They all, every
0: year, go to the White House Correspondents Dinner, and it's all the news organizations, no matter what which way they lean on the aisle, and they all drink and snort cocaine in the West Wing and have a grand old time, and... Uh, they're all buddies. They're all on the same team. It's called the Uniparty for a reason, man. They're all in it together. They're all making money in the same way from the same people. The kickbacks are there for everybody. You just have to play the role in front of the camera. That's all it is. That's okay because it's our taxes. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're the losers in it. The plebes, right? We're we're the ones at the bottom. You know, the serfs. We we're the slaves, and we're the ones who are uh, the joke is on us.
2: Part of the problem, Frank, is we're just not feeling what they're doing for us. Mm, good call, my man. And you know who uh, really thinks that uh, the Democrats need to start pointing that out more? <laughs> no, I don't actually. AOC on Pod Save America.
0: Yes, I've been waiting for this moment <laughs> uh, all show because I checked out some AOC this weekend. Wow, uh, I love it. Every like three months, they send out AOC to make some waves, all right?
2: Dude, this is unbelievable. I don't even know really where to start with this. We could
0: spend the next 45 minutes on this, I, I swear gonna, on it.
2: <laughs> I'm going to start with my favorite. It's an hour. She, she goes on for about an hour. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah.
2: It, man. The best is when they ask her like, uh, what they need to do to win, right? And she goes on to talk about like the things that the Democratic Party has accomplished since Joe Biden took office. Oh, right on. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Because we always do ask, like, I mean, what do you guys have that you can brag about?
0: What well, can you hang your hat on here? It's definitely not changing daylight savings time. That was a lie. You didn't do student debt. That was a lie. Uh, you somehow ended affirmative action. That was kind of weird. And uh, oh, <laughs> that's the Senate. Never mind. Or no, it's
2: And you are kind of seeming like the class president that promised pizza every day. Nobody got pizza. You're
1: going to love this clip material changes are the best case that we can make where we can say look at what we've done we've brought insulin down we've capped the price of insulin to 35 dollars we have um, you know invested and created 9 million dignified high-paying jobs uh, um, to work on climate with the inflation reduction act alone Uh, you know during covid we did have that Child tax credit um, that we were able to implement, and if we get those feedback, then we can see if we can extend it or make it permanent and bring it back again. Um, really talking in the language of what everyday people actually felt you know that child tax credit people felt that insulin cap, people feel that not having to pay rent in a student loan payment, um, people really feel that and. That I think is our best case. I do think that, um, yeah, and, and I think that that is the case that the president can make, but I also think that there are some Senate Democrats that should reflect on some of their positions on things and see, you know, are they willing to be more vocal on these issues? Are they willing to fight more on these issues uh, so that we can actually get some of this stuff done? because. What I don't want to happen is for people to say, oh, you know, the Biden administration or certain, you know, or the Senate or the House or whatever, promise all of these things just to get elected and then they don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you you did. (laughs) Of the material changes that we've made. (laughs) Did you hear that? That's
0: what you did, though. You promised pizza every day and then actually you took pizza away and we have no lunch. That's how, that's how your administration <laughs> well, turned out to be.
2: Well, did you hear what she was saying at the beginning of the clip? I love that part where she's like, the, t- the, the child tax credit, when we gave, gave them $300 per kid. They feel that, Frank. When you don't have to pay rent or your student loans. People feel that, <laughs> yes, Frank. I,
0: was just, I literally wrote on this pad of paper here, I wrote, free rent, question <laughs> mark?
2: <laughs> of course people feel that. That sounds so, pretty what, you're sweet. You're just going to stop rent? Stop student loan payments. Give them money for their kids. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, lady. You are literally running on pizza every day. Does
0: anybody out there realize that insulin costs you $35 uh, a shot, but the COVID vaccine, the experimental mRNA vaccine, was totally free? In fact, you got a free cheeseburger when you took it. (laughs) That that thing didn't even work. Insulin saves your life, and the other shot didn't do anything. It, one was free, but they forced you <laughs> to take it. And the other one <laughs> saves your life, and they're like, we'll drop the price down to 35 That's the best we could do, all right?
2: 10 Stoffel Frank, no such thing as a free lunch.
0: I like how the government can't sign a massive deal with pharma to give free insulin to people and give them a cheeseburger afterwards, right? No, we can't do that. But we'll give yeah, you these like- <laughs> free experimental mRNA poison shots. that We have no long-term data to prove what it does. We think it's going to kill you, hopefully, so here you go.
2: Yeah, the billions we spent on that vaccine, definitely could have given some free insulin.
0: Absolutely. I just I'm Florida. Thirty-five dollars for a shot of insulin to, you know, save your life. Like people
2: feel that, and Joe Biden needs to talk about that. And they created <laughs> nine hundred million jobs. <laughs> what is that what she said? Or nine nine hundred thousand jobs for uh uh Cli- to help the climate, they're really
0: pushing this whole idea of how they've created all these jobs, and the job market is strong. No, the inflation is so sky high, and everything costs so much that people are probably getting second jobs. People, <laughs> people are working <laughs>
2: endlessly, man. <laughs> it's. Not like- I don't. Yeah, maybe. Or you're giving so much money. I don't know. Maybe they're giving too much money out.
0: I think there's people out there working nonstop, and then there's people not working at all. And that's the problem. We gonna have nobody in the middle.
2: Yeah. So, I saw Ron. a clip with uh, Andrew Tate the other day. I don't really like the guy, but he did have a great point. They asked him about AI. Oh, yeah, man. And he said, uh, if you go to any company, there's, what do you say, there's 10% killers. And the ninety percent of the people are just there collecting a paycheck, doing the bare minimum to not get fired yes he goes he goes a i will take their jobs the ten percent you'll never get rid of them
0: yeah, I believe that i I think you yeah. you always will need in many most probably most businesses you you're gonna need people for a lot of the main stuff, the chunk of work a
2: great, but he had a, he had a great point if you're a salesman you know if you're like a phone if you're a salesman and you're just your numbers are like you know, the the on the low end, chat GPT is already as good as you. Yes. Yeah, man. So
0: Yeah, I, I think, the, to think about the automation and uh the AI should scare people who are right now getting healthcare and twenty dollars an hour at McDonalds. That's not gonna last. These corporations are not gonna continue feeding into these absurd Employment regulations put on by Democratic policies—you know—to pay minimum wage workers flipping burgers a uh, twenty dollars an hour plus health care and a uh, maternity leave for two months oh, or whatever. Like vacation, dude. It's just-
2: dude a week paid vacation.
0: I know what's happening right now. It is not going to last, man. The AI talk, that they've been buttering up everybody to warn you, essentially, and prepare you for the mass job loss coming your way. If you are just a slug collecting a check, thinking you can get by, getting all this free extra money, taking off unlimited vacation, pretending to be sick, and having no repercussions, and it's just this era oh, of... It's- Power for uh, the employee is not going to last, man, and AI is going to be the,
2: the kill shot. I'm telling you right now. To, to show you how bad it is at society, our little brother just went on a fucking one-week vacation. You know, uh, I, wish I, I wish I
0: could afford pro- that, number one. Number two, I uh, wish I had the time.
2: <laughs> I know. And then proclaims on the last day, he's going to take Monday off because he's so tired from his vacation. Wow. Come on, people. How far have we declined? (laughs) It's like, and that's what, that's the attitude. That is a Democrat attitude right there. We're fuck the employer. That's right.
0: But leave it up to Democrats to even ruin AI technology.
2: A new law in New York City is requiring businesses
4: that use artificial intelligence when hiring new employees to prove that it was free from sexism and racism. NBC News <laughs> cybersecurity reporter Kevin Collier joins us now to explain how this first in the nation law is designed. <laughs> Good to have you with us. So how do regulators even plan to check for bias in these programs? And what should we know about
2: this? Well, you got to open it up. Is it it's wearing,
3: it's wearing a mega, a mega hat First of its kind law. so what they, what they do is you have to a business that's using the software you
4: just
2: use a third-party auditor and they don't the ones i've spoken with they don't crack open the code they don't look for you know, evidence of racism in the in the ones and zeros they just run it and they see if it is unfair to people of a certain race if it's unfair to women um and if they don't pass they in theory are not allowed to use it for hiring
4: got
0: it remember weren't we talking about the the chat gpt or whatever it was racist against jews and then uh, Schumer, oh, all of a sudden, Schumer. he's like, we got to pass these laws, man. we got to stop this AI. It's out of control. It hates the Jews. <laughs> it's like, it went, all of a sudden, here we are in New York. Come on. No coincidence. A- you know, Anti-Semitic AI, New York passing AI laws, man. I'm telling you, dude. This is very obvious. This, this AI does not like Jews.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying they control the world. But this is fast even for me. <laughs> that was AI talking. So, you know there's concern that the audits don't go far enough with addressing ageism, ableism. What are some of the other concerns Ableism. Well, Dude, no you guys are telling me the Jews don't run the world. Kanye was wiped off the planet. You know what I mean? After everything he did, he made one comment about Jews and that was it.
0: Kyrie can't get a new basketball team. He's stuck in Dallas. It's so pathetic. Oh, I all about him, yeah. <laughs> I
2: and they won't let him on a plane to get out of there because he's not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, literally, an article comes out that the might be anti AI might be a little anti-Semitic. And that day, Chuck Schumer is out there talking about this shit. And a week later, we have laws in place. <laughs> in New York, he's the New York senator. <laughs> Come on, guys. You run the world. We can tell
0: this is fucking hilarious. Science, race, or gender, uh,
2: but beyond that, there's also not like much idea that its
3: uh, employers are going to uh,
4: uh, comply. Is this dude AI?
0: I think he's like a like a Chat GPT <laughs> human man. He doesn't know how to talk.
2: With this,
3: there are civil penalties involved if you, uh, in theory, don't go, go uh, start using one of these audits. Uh, when asked for
2: a uh, asked for comment, affirmed. the AI responded. This is what I was talking about. <laughs> 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 AI, we get it now, buddy. I fucking we get it.
0: I love AI, everything these days because the news and the media obsessed with it. I have a. I have a very strong feeling that the writer strike we all forgot about has a lot to do with AI technology being used for writing. Oh, I for sure. think they've been already employing it, which is why a lot of the stuff has been crap coming out. Uh, I think a lot of like journalism or journalists and, and publications, I think they're use- utilizing AI to just auto create these stories so they could get the beat on the story, be the first one to put it out. When it goes across the wire, uh, you know, it's it's just, It's just almost so obvious at this point that our culture has been kind of controlled with this AI tech for quite a few years, probably since 2016, 2015, around then. And now they're just admitting it. And the best stuff about the AI stories is that it's racist. It's so funny, man. That's like, the
1: funniest thing yes, I've ever heard. That's
0: what... <laughs>
2: That's what we're worried about. After all the horror movies, you know, the no, future, the Terminator, fuck the Terminator. Yeah. yeah,
0: like the now
3: the. Oh, Term- whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa! We don't want the Terminator to not exist. We just want to make sure he kills blacks and whites. To <laughs> when I'm, exterminating mankind, you don't want to do one race first. The Terminator
0: you know? ended up being a dude in a maga hat.
2: That's exactly like what happened here. <laughs> I think in this scenario, the T. T two thousand, what was that guy? Yeah, yeah we'll go with T T one thousand, maybe T one thousand. He was the uh, he would have been the MAGA supporter.
0: Yeah, he kind of has a MAGA guy look to it. He's in shape. He's white. He's got Walks a nice fast, haircut. Walks. Man on
2: a mission. Had a
0: job. know. wore a clean uniform. You clean, know, she he wasn't up hanging out in a stolen
2: car with his kid and his mom. <laughs> Illegitimate kid with some fucking bum who said he was from the future. You don't really know, you know? Come on, kid doesn't really know his dad, but thinks he was a hero. This, this is one of these is MAGA. One of them voted for Biden. One of them's looking for that child tax credit, you know? Oh
1: man.
0: Not even that. We don't know if it's their kid. They could be uh, the pedophile ring people kidnapping him for oh, some sort of Hollywood damn. elitist man. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs>
2: Caught him at the border.
0: Oh, dude. Racist uh, AI. That's all I got on that one. I, I'm going to cut That's it there. Yeah, I didn't really care to go any further down that road, Uh, but got to oh, look out. Look out for the racist AI, no doubt about well, if, it.
2: Well, uh, if AI doesn't kill us, man, you know what our... Uh... Biggest fear should be right now?
0: I have no idea, actually. Well, maybe I have a clue. We go.
1: That is something to be concerned about <laughs> because of the sheer amount of money and bad faith actors that are involved. And again, it's not just to say no labels, but we have to be very concerned because the risk of fascism in this country is here. It is real. Um, and we cannot risk it, especially in critical electoral college states that are decided by tens of thousands of votes. We need to be very, very careful, I believe, um, about that. Uh, This is, you know, the United States has a winner-take-all system. Whether we like that or not, uh, we have to live with that reality. And um, the risk of just a a fascist erosion um, that is really quite there. Um, Congratulations! It, it's, it's racism now. And I think now. every single it one is. of us, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, whether you consider yourself moderate or whether you consider yourself as you know far left as can be, we have to contend with a very real material <laughs> risk.
2: <laughs> That's my favorite part. That's why I had to play that dude. That's why I had to play that dude. These people could not be less self-aware. Did you hear what she said? She just ranted. About how fascism is taking over our country, right? Yes. And then she ends it with saying, it doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum, whether you're (laughs) a moderate or a far left. (laughs) Excuse me? There's a whole other half of that spectrum. (laughs) 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 So so the anti-fascists are now like just completely... (laughs) Disregarding that half of the spectrum. I
0: gotta say, she doesn't understand her own words that she's using. She's not, uh, ed- you know, educated enough in history to understand that left, leftists, that's, that's hardcore communists, man. That's what that means. Well, socialism, yeah. Yeah, it's socialism. And I, I, I believe that and maybe she is aware, but uh, is she the left or is she the moderate in this conversation? I really don't know. And you're I think correct. she considers herself a moderate. The spectrum is totally skewed only on one half. And I love that everything is a spectrum now, right? Everybody's on the spectrum. You got to land somewhere there. Uh, my favorite part about this clip, she said the word fascism uh, seven, eight times in there. <laughs> Congratulations, people leftists. You, you, fascism is now racism. It's a joke. I know. We're all fascists.
2: We're all racists. Well, did you hear fascist erosion? Yes. Ah, oh, wow. Did you say the fastest erosion? No, no. Fascism erosion. Yeah, man,
0: that's pretty scary stuff.
2: It's, it's a fascistic erosion. Oh yeah. Wow. It just Uh-oh. sounds evil. You know scary. what I mean?
0: Must be MAGA.
2: Oh it yeah. Must be- <laughs> Dude, this is insane the, the fish, way they talk
0: fascistic erosion is uh, if you need like a real life example it's you know you, you're somebody minority somebody of color maybe even uh, LGBT sandwich community folk you're walking down the street it's 2am you just picked up a tuna sandwich from Subway <laughs> and you just get mobbed by two mega hat wearing hoodlums
2: that's fascistic that's not, erosion that, that, in that, that, your that. community my man that's not, fasci- that's not fascism, that's <laughs> fantasy. That's fascism right. <laughs> is what happened after that, where I, as a white man, was not allowed to say the truth that the story sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We had I would to- have been literally persecuted if I that's said right, that. That's right, man. So I had to keep my mouth shut. That was the fascism.
0: We had to wait for Dave Chappelle to make a joke about it, then it was okay for the rest of us to talk about it. Just yeah. like with the lab leak theory in Wuhan. It, we are censored until John Stewart crawls out of the desk from uh, Stephen Colbert's uh, <laughs> show and makes a joke about Wuhan lab, and then yes, now we can all freely discuss how it broke out of the lab.
2: Yeah. That's how it works. Wow, yeah, fascism, did I, did I pl- man. Did I play that clip about Bernie San- with Bernie Sanders?
0: No, is this from the last show? I think we maybe uh, ran out of time. Oh, yeah. We were uh,
2: where? Where, uh, where they said you can't. They said the argument is, uh, you can't be a fat, you can't be a social, you can be a socialist in a capitalist society, but if we lived in your socialist society, I couldn't be a capitalist.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Absolutely, man.
2: Right? Yeah. So the reason one is better than the other is because one's allowing you to be whoever you want. You talk all you want about freedom and this and that, but it really is the freedom. You can, you can be whoever you want here. Complain all you want. AOC, we're allowing you to exist you know yes absolutely yeah we uh call us you can call it fascistic erosion but i mean letting you where you are i would say we're actually pretty progressive because uh you wouldn't be allowed to sit there how many years ago
0: Absolutely. Uh, you, you live in a place where you can complain freely. Yeah. And no, n- nothing will happen to you.
2: Where you went from a waiter to a congressman.
0: Yeah, still a lot of questions about that, and now all of a sudden you're a, a multi-millionaire, owned several Do you know uh, Googly
2: moogly Go- <laughs> Was he the guy that went from the prison cell to the secretary of state? Great Googly Moogly!
0: We live in such a privileged society now, and AOC just doesn't seem to see it. Where you, you live in such a free place where you can accuse everybody on the other side of being fascists. You could do it publicly, and you're a Congress member, and there's no repercussion for your words.
2: No, you're applauded. You're brought onto shows to talk about it for an hour. Uh, they're
0: going to parade you on Pod Save America, a podcast run uh-huh. by three former cabinet members of the Obama administration, mind you.
2: And they just sit there and, and kiss your ass. And, oh, my God, you're so great, AOC. None of them. Dude, for a whole hour, they let this bitch rant for an hour. Not one question about the border, about immigration. Uh, AOC, you're, fr- you're in New York. They're sending immigrants from the border to your area. Have you done anything to help them? Are you still wearing the white dress? Are you, still- <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, are you... Like, no pushback?
0: Why aren't you clinging to the fences around the facilities in New York where they're housing these migrants and crying <laughs> and doing photo ops? Why? Now you can't... Well, they can't... Pod Save America is... State media, it, it, it's... Again, they are three former cabinet members of the Barack Obama administration who started a podcast after yeah. the administration, after they served the Obama administration. It, this is state media. That's why I love Pod Save America. The, the dudes of Pod Save America are absolutely hilarious because they are state actors. They're paid for by the government to push government propaganda in the format of podcasting. They're hit, man. They're like Joe Rogan,
2: but on the other side, bro. The, oh, dude. You should hear them talk to Jon Stewart. Oh, of course. Like, of course. Man. Oh, my God. They talked about how, like, Frank, Frank, sure, everybody. You are, You can't. You can't control your own political biases. So there are people who work at news organizations and they have their own individual biases, but the networks like Fox or uh, CNN, MSNBC, CNN, really more left-leaning, but MSNBC, they're just telling you the truth.
0: <laughs> that, that Maddox or Maddox, she, she tells
2: it to you straight, <sighs> baby. MSNBC is legit for just overlook the fact that Jen Saki's there. Uh, <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. She, didn't work in the last one. huh? Oh, sorry.
2: All Thanks. right. Uh, dude, but they just go on and on. And then they talk about Fox News and how pretty much they just they lost touch. And they're actually a, <laughs> da- they're a very dangerous oh, extremist man, because they use they see it as their mission to hold the water for the Republican Party <laughs> and to, and to cover up the negative stories. For, dude, are you fucking kidding me, guys? Can you not see? You're either lying or you're just completely blind.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, well,
2: it's
0: just a bunch of people running on feelings, right? And we're a big, big feeling culture. And these days, a lot of things can affect us. And uh, I came across something, Mike, that I thought you could relate to uh, working in a real world scenario, being around people who could be affected by things.
4: Now to a new warning about seasonal affective disorder in the summertime. It's a story we first saw in the Fuck Washington you. Post. Let's bring in <laughs> ABC News medical contributor, Dr. Alok Patel to break it all down this for is, us. This is Patel, what's good ruining it. morning, America. it's
2: great to see you. So so this course, is what allows people- somebody like AOC to get elected, <laughs> no. fucking pussy. Like, how many AOC voters have S.A.D.S.? (laughs) I would love to see the ratio of Trump voters versus Biden voters that suffer from seasonal affected disorder. God, you fucking In the summer,
0: we have, like, 14 hours of daytime and, like, sunshine and heat, and it's brilliant outside the flowers.
2: It's too sunny. It's too nice?
0: Were the birds chirping too happily for you? Like, what the fuck is going on (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me?
2: I gotta hear this.
4: <laughs> uh, seasonal <laughs> affective disorder in the winter, but why is this happening in the summer, and
2: how are the symptoms different? I can't wait for the expert.
4: Well, wait for a lot of people out there, summertime is not simply I knew he was going to have, have gay voice. God damn it. I told you!
2: <laughs> I knew he was going to have gay voice.
4: I knew you were going to like this, dude. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. I was uh, clipping this morning with my coffee, and... I leave the door open, the the cats come in, Emma comes in and chats with me and stuff while uh, I'm like howling at the moon with laughter (laughs) this morning, just clipping this. And Emma comes in to see what the disturbance is all about, and I said, I can't wait to play this for Mike. That's all, uh, yes, uh, (coughs) this is... this is so stupid. You're reacting exactly as I
4: had expected. (laughs) people out there, summertime is not simply vacations, beaches, and barbecues, but changes in this season, including the longer days, heat, humidity, and allergies, can bring about these symptoms of loneliness and depression, like (laughs) dysregulated sleep, loss of interest in doing things, feeling hopeless. But as opposed to winter, summertime seasonal disorder is more likely to cause agitation, a lack of sleep... And a lack of appetite leading to weight changes. So important to pay attention to these symptoms. So, what are some of the potential risk factors here? Well, risk factors include anyone who may have a family history or a personal history, history <laughs> of mental illness. But also, one really big one are the longer days and the lack of schedule. Think about how much is disrupted during summertime with school being out. But also, what a really important one here is. I'm so sad. There's so much sunshine <laughs> and
0: school's not in session. And, uh, <laughs> I'm hanging out. It's great
2: weather and so little to do. It's beautiful outside.
0: I'm hanging out and getting exercised. I'm so
2: depressed, man. I'm losing
4: weight. (laughs) People out there, depending on where they are in the world and their resources, may not actually be able to escape the heat. And that's why the World Health Organization and other organizations have put these big warnings about the effects of global warming and mental Uh Uh, health. It's it's global warming's fault. You're sad.
2: Okay. Yeah. Quick quick question here: How many people in Mogadishu are suffering from seasonal affective disorder? (laughs) None. Yeah, because it's a made-up fucking disease. It's called pussies. You're a pussy. You are a pussy. It's what's. You know what sad is? You. You are sad. If you're a man <laughs> who has seasonal affective disorder, you are a sad, sad man. Oh, uh, do I'm some sorry.
0: push-ups, man. Go for a yes. run. Go smell yes. the fucking flowers. They're I blooming. Would
1: go for
2: a run with the sun and the allergies. If it's so high, a <laughs> yeah, pussy, go for a run. Keep running until you stop being a pussy. <laughs> I just go
0: outside, smell the uh, air, man. Oh, my God. This is so funny. I can't, I could not believe oh, that this was on the cute. news.
4: Yeah, it's incredible. You may have sticking to routine as best as you can, making sure you're prioritizing sleep, you're asking for help from a professional or your friends and family. A friends and, family. <laughs> and one really big one. Stop,
2: stop, stop, to. stop, stop. We got to stop. Go, go, go. Stop. <laughs> stop going to therapy and talking about yourself. If you have enough time to be diagnosed with sad, I can right there pinpoint the problem in your life. You have too much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go get a fucking job.
0: Like, it's summertime, man. This morning, I, my cats woke me up at sunrise. I've been up all day. I did so many things. And then I did a podcast. Then I got to go cut the grass afterwards. And, like, eventually I'll be so tired tonight. The day has passed me.
2: And it was <laughs> I, I didn't have
0: time to think about how, oh, I'm so sad.
2: <laughs> like, I would like, have been happier if it wasn't for the power count. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking
0: Christ. This, the beauty of this whole clip is the tie into to global warming. Like, they had to uh, sneak yeah. in the climate change in there. It's so fucking hilarious. So predictable. Yeah. So predictable.
2: As Amazing. a matter of fact, there's a direct rela- correlation between SAD and how many mega trucks are driving around in your neighborhood. <laughs> That's right. This is so gay, dude.
4: One really big one we need to pay attention to is that summertime does not have... I'm guessing this
2: affects the uh, same community that gets (laughs) Mbox. Jesus Christ, guys. Holidays or those reminders
4: to check in with friends and family as opposed to winter does. So checking in on your loved ones is the very first step, especially this summer when we're seeing these huge changes just listen and to this much guy's hotter... Poster. You need to go do
2: some... Pu- go do push-ups, go run outside, go... Oh, man. Oh, dude. Stop using Perel. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, wow. That yeah, was... uh
2: dude, that is... That's right, man. Yeah, so if you're uh, out
0: there feeling <laughs> lonely this summer, uh, you may have SADS, and uh, unfortunately for you, you'll probably get it even worse this winter. So that's what you got to look
2: forward to. Every diagnosed says with SADs, please, there's one cure. Not for you, but for society. Kill yourself. Please, <laughs> please, please. That is that is just please.
0: No, you don't have to kill yourself. You could just go outside in this summer heat and sacrifice yourself to the minions of Bill Gates.
4: <laughs> Turning now to a disturbing medical headline, Florida reporting Uh-oh, two more here. cases of malaria. That brings the state's total to six and seven overall nationwide.
0: <laughs> we covered this like three weeks ago. I it went from
2: Dude, I had- five to <clears throat> seven. I had to look this up. Do you know how many we have annually?
0: No, actually. I have no idea. 2,000. Just, they're trying to scare we the get, shit out of people for no reason. 2,000 a year. They want people to take the vaccine. They're gearing it up for the vaccine <laughs> no, yeah. push. It's so <laughs> obvious, man. I just saw that, the... I, uh, Six, Dude, seven. I think it was five. Three weeks ago. I I don't think people should be too worried about malaria coming across over here, man.
2: No, in the whole country. Seven. Come on. And they were saying the only reason it's bad in Africa is in places where they can't they can't get to a hospital.
0: Yeah, it's You're a fine. hilarious scare. I uh, I just um my favorite part is that first two seconds in there where he's like some dangerous, frightening news coming out. <laughs> you. Know, like, <laughs> you Your sole job for evening news is to scare the pants out of grandma. That's your whole job. You're going to use this insane language to talk about malaria hitting five people in this country. Listen to
4: this. Listen. (laughs) Turning now to a disturbing medical headline.
0: Disturbing medical headline. (laughs) I fucking love that, man. Seven people in Florida have gotten
2: malaria over the course of six months. Yeah, but they're not like the other thousand that traveled. <laughs>
0: That's right. There's probably like th- yeah, thousands of people in this country with malaria right now just hanging out, and we just have no idea. Right? Does it work that way, or does
2: it kill you immediately? I don't know how it works. To be honest with you, I, I don't know. I'm starting to think all these diseases are fake.
0: Yeah, I'm in that same... The- they're all fake until we get the one where people are, like, bleeding from the eyeballs and dying on the street, right? That's like...
2: Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for. And
0: there's no way Bill Gates and all these these weirdos, 1% of the population are going to release anything like that because that could get them and their families. So they got to release Whoa. these
2: fake ones. That can't be true. They're saying it can kill you in 24 hours. I mean, that's that should be
0: scary, yeah. But... Luckily, uh, Bill Gates released a vaccine for malaria, so you can get his vaccine <laughs> and fight it,
2: right? But with treatment, it goes away in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, so it could be bad news, and hey, we have a lot of weird weather going on, so a lot of mosquitoes. How are the mosquitoes uh, in the Chi-Town area?
2: <clears throat> I don't even notice them. You just kind of stop being a pussy, you don't even... Oh, dude, malaria, only 2 to 3% of the people that get it die. Yeah,
0: again, I... I find it humorous that they're spending some time on the news to discuss this (laughs) malaria epidemic that they're trying to get people freaked out about, but I always was under the assumption that malaria affects the poorer countries because they just don't have basic, like, clean water and stuff to, like, treat people with flu-like symptoms.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah. And, so and, it just... with se- and with seven people having it at a 3% mortality rate, we've only lost 20% of a person. <laughs> that's right, man. So we haven't even lost a whole person yet. This is basically
0: COVID numbers all over again, if I really think about it. <laughs> if I crunch the math here.
2: Yeah, this is terrible. It does suck if to die from it, though. That
0: doesn't sound too enjoyable, but I always thought, what is it, the Ebola? The one where you're, like, crapping your pants and your insides liquefy and all that stuff like that's Ebola. That's the scary shit. If that kind of crosses over, some super variant of that, yeah, we we should be freaking out a little bit or at least, you know, washing our hands a little bit more when we're shaking everybody's hands. Uh, Shaking hands, by the way, uh, remember two years ago that we were told that we would never shake hands again and it was going to be the fist bumps and the elbow bumps. Remember people oh, elbow yeah. bumping? Go fuck yourself, I, w- okay. I had to partake in some elbow bumps where I just extended my fist and fist bumped the elbow. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> it was like a fist bumping with an amputee, kind of. <laughs> kind of the same, <laughs> same kind of uh, dynamic happening there,
2: right? Oh, dude, I never thought about that, dude. You meet a guy with no hands, is it rude to put out the fist? I, I don't know. Do you fist or do you uh,
0: shake? You're you're not shaking, right? So you should probably do the fist. I'm not grabbing the stump. You do
2: fist to stump. I'll pound the stump. Yeah, I'm not... If
0: you're the guy with the no hand, though, you need to have... You probably have the sense of humor, I'm going to argue already about it. So you'll probably pre-engage on some level with the stump bump. You know? Like, hey, man, stump bump it. You know? Oh, no,
2: no, see, I would go silent, and then when they go for the pound, I'd be like, I always shake. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's when you take a moment to uh, strap on the hook, and then you go for
2: the, uh, they have to shake your hook. Uh, I would do the Bill Clinton, where you grab my one stump, and then I, my other stump, I, I touch your elbow. Ooh, yeah, man. You know? Did
0: Bill Clinton shake hands with an amputee? What's up? The Bill Clinton. Oh, I see. Yes. The. Uh, you no, know he always, he always very, shook yes. the hand and grabbed oh, yeah. the elbow. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. So, oh, all right, and, okay. I got you. Yeah. Do the shake
2: with the stump. And so you the, grab my stump, and then my other stump touches your elbow. You,
0: you're now painting a scenario where you're a dual stumped man. You you have lost both oh, hands. Oh, that's what I
2: said. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, I am shake you. with my left. Frank, come on. Really? Don't be
0: stupid. No, you got to still do the right, even though you have the left <laughs> hand. You gotta start I only shake right. with my good hand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: <dude>. <laughs> you gotta make a
0: point to shake with the stump, dude.
2: I always shake with the right.
0: <laughs> no, this is my good hand. That's what you gotta tell people. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I never shake with my pitching arm. <laughs>
0: You know how valuable this thing is? You got to keep it
2: in the reserve, man. <laughs> Wasn't there a pitcher that had
0: one hand? Yeah. Would, like, throw it uh, his name was uh, Abbott, I believe. Greg Abbott, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he played for the Braves in the 90s. No,
2: that's the governor of Texas.
0: I believe his name was Abbott. You could look it up. He played for the Braves. I'm almost certain Abbott was the name. Uh, maybe I'm off on Greg because of Greg Maddox oh, pitching. Oh, Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott.
2: Yes, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just remember he would put the glove on the stump, yeah, pitch man. it, and then it would throw it over and catch with the hand that he pitched with.
0: Pretty impressive, man. It, you know, inspirational. Anybody? Frank, I couldn't
2: even come close to becoming an MLB pitcher with two hands. This guy did it with one. That's I know. More than, more than impressive, But dude.
0: really, though, when it comes to pitching, you actually just need one good arm.
2: Frank, I can't take nothing away from that guy. That was fucking
0: amazing. Yes, I'm telling you, Jim Abbott being a major league pitcher with one hand is absolutely fantastic and I mean, incredible. Think about and inspirational. everybody on
2: that field has two hands. Yes. You touch, you touch the ball the most. You yes. go a whole game, you're the only guy that touched the ball.
0: <laughs> Just the obstacles to get to that point, to have not only the God gifted talent, but to also be able to overcome that. That one element that is that would just deny almost virtually everybody else in existence from reaching the MLB.
2: Yeah, he definitely ha- did not have parents that told him he was a victim.:
0: Yes, man.
2: No, he yeah. had parents
0: that pushed him and made him challenge himself and and see it as as just another hurdle to take you to that elevated level, man.: Yeah inspirational it's incredible and i'm sure there's more people that could do that and maybe we don't see enough of it because we do live in such a victimized pussy society where people are just convinced that oh woe is me and the government should just give me stuff instead of me trying to become a one-handed pitcher and one of the greatest
2: yeah it's the worst thing you can do to these people you're stifling you know innovation
0: it's crazy stuff man and uh Man, when's the last time people were talking about Jim Abbott, the one-handed pitcher from the Atlanta Braves in 1993, dude? It's been a long time. <laughs> Doesn't get a lot of shout-outs, Jim Abbott. and he's 5'7". No!
2: Five, oh, seven. oh <laughs> man! That would have been hilarious.
0: You had me on
2: that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check out his book, uh, Imperfect, An Improbable Life. Wow. That's a great story. See, that... <laughs> Uh, What's that? Fi- uh, Harry, there you go. That's a fucking story of overcoming something. Not being born a prince and then crying about how you're the second prince, not the first prince. You know? Dude, exactly. Spare. <laughs>
0: Spare me the time, loser. Nobody wants to read that crap. I'm going to read, what was it? Inspired?
2: It's sp- imperfect. An in- improbable life. Motherfucker, this guy hit two home runs in 1999 for the Brewers.
1: Wait, insane.
2: wait, Jim Abbott hit a home run? Yeah,
0: How did he has two he s- career
2: homers. How did he swing a bat, dude? He has two <laughs> career homers, 21 career at bats. This guy <laughs> hit a home run 10%, 10% of the time he went up to bat.
0: I, I could probably never actually hit a home run in a major league ballpark. No, this guy did it with one hand. Wow, man, that is so incredible. Go fuck yourself, Harry yes dude get out of america actually go back to great britain where losers like you belong dude
2: yeah no 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 we're full we're full of jim abbott
0: yes this is america America. this is america baby (laughs) we hit home runs with one hand loser